Welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And joining us today is our friend Larry. Hi, Larry. Hello. Excuse uh, my quite upset dog in the background. She, <laughs> she just got triggered right as you started to mention my name. That's how it always goes. <laughs> That's no problem. Um, so you can find uh, Larry on Twitter at ChiliBoyYT. And on his YouTube channel, uh, Chili Boy Productions. Um, we're really happy to have you here with us again. And today we're going to talk about a film called Firebird. And Matt's going to tell us a little bit about what it's about. Yeah, so this is technically a new film. It's certainly new here in the U.S., although it's got a 2021 copyright date to it. But uh, it is set in the Soviet Union in the late 1970s. And it follows the story of... Uh, Sergei, played by Tom Pryor, who also co-wrote this movie with Peter Rabain, the director. Uh, Sergei is a young um, private in, in the Soviet military, I guess, at least back then. I don't know about now, but back then you had to do, I think, a couple of years uh, service uh, in the military there. And he's gay. And you have to be very much on the down low uh, back, uh, back then and probably now uh, uh, about that. And uh, an officer um, arrives at the base named Roman and they kind of fall for each other. They, and they have these clandestine, you know, um, assignations. <laughs> uh, there's also uh, someone on the base named Luisa who... Um, is sort of kind of caught in the middle and then she Roman has a thing with her and with Sergey um, some of the Roman superiors on the base suspect him of of being gay and there's a lot of pressure um, we won't spoil this movie as far as the ending goes because it's new but I will say we'll talk a little bit more deeply into it than normally like to go to in a new film because there's stuff that happens like midway through that is kind of important. And so, yeah, that all said, I'm going to throw this over to Larry. Uh, so, Larry, what did you think of this? I mean, we're all we're all we're all on this LGBT spectrum here. So what, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> so I remember first hearing about this film in 2021 and I can't remember if it was actually playing at the Denver Film Festival or not but that's when I first started hearing about it and I do know I had the opportunity to see it earlier this year and it just didn't happen for one reason or another but finally when it released I got a pretty small limited quote-unquote nationwide like it released across the country, just in very few theaters. Uh, so I was very happy, though, that it released at an AMC theater near me, and I went out, had to go check it out, uh, because uh, the trailers and that poster are actually quite, like, steamy. They give, like, off a nice <laughs> little steamy edge because they show you them two by that rock. That scene is, like, mm -hmm. the poster image. Um, and so... You know, you have a certain idea of maybe what kind of movie we're going to get. It's not nearly that steamy uh, as you're watching the film. I'll just say that. <laughs> and I feel like the film was okay. It wasn't bad. It felt 
Uh, it felt like a young director, a, a newer director. You could kind of see, for me, you could really feel in like the pacing or the way that it was constructed that this wasn't someone who was really like sure of of themselves in the directing position. But I thought the performances, the acting performances were st- solid for sure. Uh, the writing was okay, but obviously the story is 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 this a, a true story at least um, at its bare bones and is an interesting one that continues to be unfortunately quite relevant uh, in Russia uh, specifically as they continue to fight for to fight for rights over there. And so it's it's a mixed bag for me. I wanted it to be great and it, it was it was okay it was a serviceable film for me yeah i had pretty much the exact same reaction um i don't know whenever i go into a movie and i know that it has you know a gay gay characters a gay theme i really want it to be great um and and sometimes maybe i'm a little more forgiving to some faults um for whatever reason but i don't know this movie again yeah like you said it's just okay and um, I was really kind of saddened by that fact. But um, the performances are fine. The, the plot is, you know, essentially it's two men falling for each other. But, you know, life is difficult because of society. And in particular, you know, this is, this is Russia in the 70s and 80s. It's, it's very hard to be, if not impossible, to be openly gay. So, you know, we've seen that kind of movie a million times before. And that's fine. It, if you, you can tell that story in a really fun and original way. Um, this was, however, is just kind of, uh, boring. I don't know that the, the two actors look great. Um, I don't know that they have a lot of chemistry with each other. Um, and the movie didn't really spend enough time to set up this relationship. I feel like, you know, much of the movie is how they really need to be together or want to be together, but I never really got a sense of of why. It just didn't build this relationship effectively uh, enough for me. So that's, that's kind of my, my biggest problem with, with the movie. Yeah, you know, it's difficult. I think sometimes we we take for granted when a movie does a romance successfully, we take that for granted sometimes because if you think about it, I mean, how difficult is it to not only introduce characters, but also make you believe that these characters like each other or should be together, right? And you do that within the span of 90 minutes to like two hours. And that's that's not always easy. I don't think this movie pulled it off for me. Yeah. And I feel bad about that. But like Sergei and Roman, and I should mention, by the way, I forgot to say, this is based on a real story. Uh, a real book that was written by the real life Sergey called uh, the story of Roman. Um, so this really did happen, but like it's the way it's presented here. Sergey, it starts out like when Sergey is coming toward the very end of his two years um, service. He's it's like, and, and so him and Roman know each other and, and like have sex a couple of times within the span of a week or two. And then Sergey leaves and he goes to, I think it's Moscow or whatever, to uh, become an, uh, an actor. Um, and so 
here's where I, I was saying like I, I needed to kind of go a little deeper into the movie than I would normally would like to on a new movie. But so that's about the midway point. And then it fast forwards a year. Um, in fact, a little placard's like, you know, one year later. <laughs> and <laughs> like uh, Roman and Louisa, uh, who also is from the base, they are getting married. And Roman is kind of doing it, I think, because, you know, uh, the, 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 his superiors, like I said, were, were kind of suspecting him of being gay. So I think part of it's just basically, or a lot of it is just him trying to put people off the scent. Um, so there's this big wedding scene. Um, Sergey's there because he's friends with Louisa and he and Roman, of course, have a moment. Uh, they almost get caught. And then it fast forwards to four years later <laughs> and, <laughs> Roman and Louisa have a kid who look like he's about to go to college. That's the the most grown looking, I don't know, three and a half, four year old I've ever seen. But they got it. They got a kid together. And Roman knows that like Sergei is in Moscow. So he, he creates this thing where he, he tells Louisa, he's like, I need to like do this thing or whatever to further my career. So I, I need to go to Moscow. And why don't you just stay here? You look after the boy and I'll go to Moscow. So he goes to Moscow and he meets up with Sergei. So this is the early 80s now. And Tom Pryor is wearing this <laughs> really bad wig. It is just, it, it was distracting. I'm like, what is that on your head? And because, you know, it's, it's trying to look like this 80s wig. I don't know. And, you know, so Roman rolls up on him, right? And at first Sergei is like, you know, no, no, no. And then, you know. A couple scenes later, he's like, okay, yes, yes, yes. And they move in together and start living together. Uh, That's as far as I'll go. But I bring all that up because, you know, okay, a year goes by. A year is not so long, right, that you meet up with somebody who you were intimate with. Okay, yeah, there's still some some embers there. I can imagine. I can can believe that. Four years later, like you you two haven't seen each other in four years. Lives have changed. You know, Sergey's doing his acting thing in Moscow. Uh, Roman has got his wife and kid. I did not buy that Sergey would just fall right back in with Roman like that. I, I, maybe I'm cynical and crusty. I, I, I had trouble. (laughs) The way it was presented here anyway, I had a real problem with that. I mean, here's the thing. I'm a gay man who has experienced a lot in the, in this realm who uh, has has felt the feelings right and i'm watching this movie and the person i feel the most for is louisa the straight woman who's being you know left at home with their with this kid that she has with this you know and and i'm i'm sitting here thinking like why is that the person i'm feeling most sympathetic toward right i i, I don't know uh, I, what, what, Larry, I'm, I'm going to throw it back to you. Like, what did you think about the way they handled the whole like one year, four years, and then how they just kind of fell back together? Yeah, I think that's part of outside of just the actual transitions themselves. Um, that's part of what really felt confused in the direction and the screenplay for me was just this really lack of flow to the film. It didn't. It didn't mesh well, and it it focused too heavily on 
I don't know, the, the issue at hand rather than that romance. And I believe this film, it was like under two hours, I believe. Yeah, an hour 47. So it's not a long film either. Um, they had room to, to, they really, I wish they had focused in heavier at the start of the romance. And this is, uh, yeah, it's one of those films that doesn't give you the heat, you know, <laughs> I don't mean that necessarily as just sex scenes or whatever, but it doesn't give you those cute moments. It doesn't give you enough even longing looks. It doesn't give you that sense of love and like this real passion between these two outside of just being physically attracted to each other. Um, Cause they're both dreamy. Like the two lead males here are beautiful people mm-hmm. um, and they look great. As is Louisa, that actress, she's, she's stunning. She's beautiful. Um, and I think for a movie, especially that moves like that, in the second half of it, you have to be grounded in something special in the first half, something where you feel like this is a once in a lifetime type of love and connection that you could just fall back in four years later. Like if you're single and they come back into your life, uh, you just can't resist yourself. You can't help yourself. And if they had done a good enough job early developing that like special connection, I could see it. Like we've seen with uh, plenty other uh, LGBTQ films, they've I've, we've seen it several times where you just kind of feel this really great um, love between people. They also try like I don't know. I feel like it's becoming a cliche right now. This art. Um, they they go to a, a play, uh, a ballet, not a play, a ballet, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and they harken back to it in in the final scene. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like you know, it's a very portrait of a lady on fire, um, <laughs> just not done nearly, <laughs> nearly as well uh, as anything was done in that film. But yeah, yeah. So you mentioned feeling the most for the Louisa character. I actually think um, the actress's name is Diana Pasaskaya. I actually think she's that's the strongest performance in the movie and the most interesting role. Um, so I think that's probably why you felt the most for her. Um, and, well, and the fact that, yeah, just the, the two leads are kind of underdeveloped. And, and you're right, I think we all agree, agree that the, the groundwork to develop their relationship just wasn't done um, for the, you know, for the later events in the movie to pay off. Um, so that's kind of the big problem in the film. Um, I also, <laughs> I found the leaps in time to be quite jarring, actually. I wasn't expecting them. And every time it happened, I was, um, I was taken aback. And really the only thing I, <laughs> it was amusing to see Sergei's hair gradually get larger, but, um, that's really the only thing that seemed to change. I also was distracted by, the accents in this movie. And I don't know if anyone else had an issue with this, but we have a mixture of British and Russian actors. I think Uh, there may be even more um, nationalities in the cast, but they're all speaking English, but they're in a kind of Russian accent. I just found it very odd. And I was wishing it was actually in Russian and with some subtitles. It felt like it would have added some authenticity to it. Um, I don't know if anyone else had a problem with that, but it was something that took me out of the movie a couple of times. 
Yeah, it, 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 I don't know. I rolled with that. I know what you're saying, though. I rolled with it. It's funny. I, so I had a friend back when I was younger named Susan, who was her American name, but she was from Poland. Zuzana was her Polish name. Um, she did not like when like American actors or even British actors like would play roles like let's say a British or American actor playing a Russian mm-hmm. and they would affect a Russian accent. She would, she said, I just want them to speak like they normally would. And I was like, well, how are you supposed to know like that they're Russian or whatever? And she's like, we'll know. And I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, the older I get, like the more I'm like kind of okay with that because you're right in this movie. And like I said, I rolled with it, but it was a little noticeable. Um, I don't want to make it out like I hated this movie. I, I, this movie is perfectly, I forget the word you used earlier, Larry, but I mean, I'll say it's perfectly serviceable. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's not a bad movie. Right. Okay. It just, I, and I think I have a certain expectation level with, and it's perhaps unfair, uh, but I have a certain expectation level going into like an LGBTQ film. Mm-hmm. Um, and this didn't unfortunately meet those expectations. But I did think the acting was fine. I agree with you about the actress playing Louisa Ash. I think she was probably the best. Tom Pryor was okay. Uh, the actor playing uh, Roman, who was uh, Oleg Zagorodini or whatever, uh, he was he was good. But I'll, I'll tell you something I found interesting. Those two actors, uh, the ones playing Roman and Sergei, they're only three years apart in age. Oh. They look a little further yeah. apart than that. Um <laughs> Something I will say, though, uh, you know, kind of you, you, you touched on this earlier, Larry, about like the scene, like kind of on the beach, like these, this, these not really cliffs, but the rocks and the beach. And it's it's the scene we get where they're both the, the both the guys are like in swimsuits and they're unclothed to a certain extent mm-hmm. that that scene made me almost 100 percent certain that this was not directed by a gay man. So when the movie was done and we got out of the theater, I pulled my phone and I'm like, I bet you anything this movie was not directed by a gay man. And I looked it up and no, the director's gay. But the reason I say that is it, it, it looked to me like the way it was just shot. And this may also be the cinematography too, but like the way it was shot, it, it didn't, it didn't focus on their beauty at all. And, and so I'm thinking of call me by your name, right? I mean, Timothy Chalamet and Army Hammer were just shot so beautifully in that film. They just looked gorgeous. <laughs> uh, I mean, the whole film looked gorgeous, but you, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, Luca Guadagnino is gay and you could just tell a gay man directed them in that movie. This movie was, I didn't pick that up at all. Not at all. And that's a good example of like a film that doesn't have necessarily a lot of sex in Call Me By Your Name. It's not, you know, this gratuitous thing. It's just, it's such a sexy film in like the small moments. And that, that's another example of you, you can buy the, these people by the time we're done with the film, obviously. If, if we cut to four years later, um, I'll believe it. Same thing, I mentioned Portrait. If we cut uh, to four years after that <laughs> and <laughs> they fell into it when they saw each other, or at least one of them saw the other one at that uh, opera house, you know, I'm going to buy if they're like, hey, <laughs> let's, let's, let's have a weekend or something. Um, 
But yeah, this one, I think, I think it's especially with these indies is we've had so many great LGBTQ indie films recently. And I, th- I do think maybe, maybe we're getting spoiled in the community <laughs> uh, with, with at least the indie sector. Cause mainstream, we still are seeing nothing, but um, with these art house films, it's just been some really, really amazing films that have come out. And I was hoping this would join uh, the leagues and it was okay. It's uh, at least it wasn't terrible. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, you're right. Um, so, what would you give this movie out of ten? That's yeah, the, the the most difficult question. Um, at the end of the day, so my grandma also saw it with me. I see most films with my grandma, even if they seem like they're going to be uh, maybe too much. I'm not sure. <laughs> but she likes to see everything, so so she comes along. She actually really liked it. She she was like, "Oh my gosh, I was so sad," and like I was like, "Okay, I mean, this is another one of those films that feels." Almost made for that audience, uh, made for a quote unquote more straight audience, uh, maybe even a little bit older audience um, <laughs> to kind of open that rather than be unapologetically what it is or for its community. Um, and I think it probably does okay there. I, uh, I'm sitting right at like maybe a 5.5 is where, where I'm sitting on this one. Okay. I'm giving it a six. That's a little generous, but I'm going to give it a six. Uh, Ashley, what about you? It's a six for me as well. Okay. Um, so then our score is a 5.8. It is on the tomato meter. It has a rotten 53% from critics and a 84% from audiences. So maybe your grandmother and her friends went on there (laughs) and then reviewed it. Yeah. Sounds, sounds like we're pretty in line with uh, the critic score there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so that is Firebird and you know, we saw this a couple of weeks ago at a theater. I don't know. I, this seems to me like a movie that will fairly quickly be available for streaming. If it isn't already, I don't know, but uh, keep an eye out for it. You know, again, we don't hate this movie. If you want to watch it, I think it'd be, it'd be, it'd be all right, but there's, there's better ones out there. For sure. Larry, thank you for joining us again. Thank you. I love being on and uh, definitely hadn't really talked about this film. uh, So I was happy to come on and discuss. Nice. Thank you all for listening. Thank you.